ready to grow your business by building relationships online and offline? Are you looking for a system to attract new prospects and nurture your past clients? Maybe you're a business owner, a sales professional, or an entrepreneur. If you are, then great. Join me, Janice Porter, as we blast past your barriers to success and explore the power of relationships for your business. And welcome to the Relationships Rule Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Relationships Rule Show. My name is Janice Porter, and this week my guest is Jack Perez, coming to us from North Carolina. Welcome to the show, Jack. Janice, thank you so much for having me. Glad to be here. You're very welcome. It's, took, it's taken us a couple of uh, tries to make this happen, and I'm so glad that we were able to do that. Now, Jack is the owner of a company called Cool Life, which is actually kind of cool, the name, because it's spelled K-U-E-L. And I want to start there. Tell me about Cool Life. And first of all, the name is very curious to me. Well, Janice, um, yes, the name is kind of quirky, right? But the reason it's so quirky is because the reason I built it is because because I've been living the super cool, say C O O L life my entire life, and then when I hit menopause and that transition that what more than fifty percent of the world goes through, it was it was such it was such a crazy transition for me that it made me pause and 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 think, okay, well, what what am I going to do here? Because things are not going well for me right now during this transition. And I've been living this cool life my entire life, and I want to live it until I don't have one anymore. And that's why I built the platform. But I really wanted it to to have that name. But the, you know, you could you I couldn't name it C O O L because that's just like a common adjective, right? You can't trademark that. But I went on to Urban Dictionary and guess what's a synonym for C-O-O-L? Yes, you're right. K-U-E-L. So I grabbed that. And And it's a word. It's an actual word. It's an actual word in the Urban Dictionary. Yes, it is. I I did not make it up. I borrowed it from (laughs) that. From, from that thesaurus, so, so to speak. Yeah, well, that's it's very hip. There you go. It's very hip. And I think that actually um, is an interesting uh, concept to be hip as we're aging, right? And I know that um, I'm not as open about how old I actually am as a lot of people, but I try to remain hip and with it as best I can as I'm aging. And I think that you are all about normalizing the aging process, right? And what I'm talking about. So I like, I like what you're doing. So talk to me about your, um, uh, your, your label as a pro aging champion. Talk to me about that. Tell me what you do. Well, so Janice, here's the deal, right? We, I believe there is a huge chasm between mini skirts and depends, right? And I, I, but I, and I want, and I want that part of my life to be as interesting, if not more interesting than the, than the mini skirt part of my life. But it just, it feels like there's a big sort of gap in, in how we're treated and how we're perceived and how we're viewed. And honestly, I just do not see a lot of women in the second act of life, whatever that is, right, for, for women, I don't see a lot of us represented in the media. 
And so where are we, right? We own most of, well, but we own most of the wealth in the world. You know, um, Gen X women and baby boomer women own most of the wealth in the world. And that's, I'm talking billions of dollars. They make, we make 85 to 90% of the purchasing decisions in every household. Yet, yet brands don't address us. That's got to stop. (laughs) And so one of, no, it's got to stop. And that's one of my biggest uh, soapbox pillars is that I, I want to create, I did, I didn't want to, I actually created this digital platform where by women from all over the world, I have 54 thought leaders and they're global now. They write about the topics that are important to us. And I'm talking about like all the great opportunities and the challenges that come in this season of life. Because here's the deal, Janice, and you and I were just chatting about our adult children before we got on the on the podcast. So this is a good example, right? If we've had kids and we're now transitioning into an empty nest or we're in an empty nest, if if you are excited the day your kid goes to college and you've got your passport in one hand and you know your keys in the other, that's normal. If you're grieving for the loss and you're a little, uh, you know, you're a little like lost in like what's next because you're the type of mom who really put all her eggs in that basket and a lot of women do, you know what? That's normal too. I want all of these um, transitions to be viewed as normal. And the only way I can see to do that is by sharing our experiences with, with, with one another so we can learn from one another. And that way, we just have a better understanding and a better acceptance of what it's like to be in this season of life because it's because it's complex. There's a lot of things going on. Absolutely. I mean, that's, just one ex- that's just one example, right? But there's the physiological changes. Mm-hmm. There's the elder care. If you're, if you're dealing with, with older parents, you know, the majority of people initiating divorces are women after 50. That's a real thing. What do you do with that? You know, how do you get back out into the dating game? How do you date with a dry vagina, right? <laughs> These are all real topics that are of interest and of, and of import to us. And I wanted to create a platform where thought leaders from around the globe could offer up their advice, their tips, their experience, their expertise. And that way we're not alone and we are better informed. Well, women generally love to share and support each other and collaborate with each other in many different ways. I see that as um, absolutely a comfortable community for people to uh, people, people, women that you just described to flock to. I see that. But how do we or and how do do you feel that it's that it's um easier as a larger community or or does it matter for women to then get that out there that sense of um you know we are women we are strong and and we are not invisible because i really believe that's part of what happens too um in this act of our life in this second act third act of our life we are not invisible we ought we count and we have opinions and all of that which is you know, beyond the community of women. Do you see what I'm, I'm asking you? No, I don't. I don't think I got the question. Do you, do well, you mind reframing it? Absolutely. I mean, I, I guess I get caught up in it sometimes in the sense that, okay, so as women, 
joining women, it's not that difficult. We embrace each other. We support each other. We, um, you know, share those um, stories openly. But when it comes to getting out there and dealing with men, the other half of society, how do we stand up and be counted? Because that's where the blocks come. That's, I think, what I'm trying to say. Does that make sense? Yes. Well, the only way I can see around this is to make men our allies. We need them. You know, we, we need men. And, and I know as the mother of a young male adult that I have helped create a human out there who is a male who has a different viewfinder already about women and how equal we really are, equal and different. And mm-hmm. that's okay, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to be the same. I don't want to be the same as a man and I don't want to be the same as you either, right? I mean, I, I, wanna, I want to be who I am, but I also, I, but we can't do it alone. So I view men as our allies in, in this, in this, quest for normalizing aging. And the reality is that I know that I don't deal with these issues, but I know men have their own concerns about aging. And I know they have their own um, issues about being relevant or being looked over or, and, and, and they have it better because society has deemed that physically men get more interesting as they get gray hair, men get more fascinating and sexier with lines on their face. And women are not afforded that same uh, viewfinder, at least not not currently and not in our society. You know, I can't speak for other cultures, but not in Western society. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a real that's a real burden that we need. And that's a real issue that we need to figure out, you know, how to get past and how to work through and we can't do it alone. And, you know, it's, it's funny that you mentioned men because, you know, my audience, 25% of my audience is men. 25% of my readers are men. And I am encouraged by that. I'm encouraged by that because what that means to me is that our male counterparts are interested Mm -hmm. in what's going on for us and are interested in, you know, potentially getting involved to help us get there quicker. And and here's the other thing, because, um, you know, while normalizing aging is really important, Janice, for us that we're in it, but I want to do it for your daughter, too. I want to do it for, mm-hmm. you know, my goddaughter, my, my niece, my whatever, my cousin, my younger cousin, because I don't want women, young women, to get to the stage of life and go through the same things that we've gone through. I want them to have something else to figure out. Let's give them some other challenge <laughs> to solve, other some other mystery to figure out. This one, it would be great if we could if we could figure that out. And and in half of my audience, so twenty five percent of my audience is male. Half of my audience is below forty five. That that tells me that women are curious about what's coming, and that's that's good. Because I want women informed. I don't want young women to be afraid of aging. I want them to be excited. I mean, not to wish their current life away, but to know that it just keeps getting better. It really does. And so there's so much to look forward to. You don't have to fear your second half of life. It's, it's, I think it's better than the first half, but that's well, my personal opinion. We have that wisdom going forward that we didn't have when, when we were younger and, and uh, 
I, I don't know if people always ask, I, I think about what, what was the best generation for me, you know, or a passage as I remember the old book about passing passages with Gail Sheehy, which is an old book, but it, it really was significant in my life because it, it talked about the changes in every sort of decade that you go through. And I really think the, my forties were actually the best that not when not my 20s my 20s I was not in a good place my 30s were great I was a mother and you know had become a mother and whatever but I also became single and so I had a lot of things that were up against me as well but my 40s I felt like were um my best decade but um I wanted to ask you because uh Oh, now it's gone from my head. You see, um, one of those things that happens is we forget things. Anyway, moving on. Uh, uh, so, just, so just to add to what you're saying about yes. your best decade, I'm kind of hoping that I haven't had my best decade yet. And I see that. That makes sense. Absolutely. Yes. Um, what would you say? You, now, you just told me that more than 50% or around 50% of your audience is under 40, did you say? Yeah. Under 45, under 45. 45. Yeah. Yeah. I I really, I really set out to target the 45 and above marketplace and for women. And it's great though, that I'm serving a younger market because I think it's really valuable. So I'm sorry, you were going to. No, absolutely. So what I wanted to ask you about that was what would you say the three and we and we have to keep it clean on this show, but what are the three most important fields that women in cool life, in the cool life community are discussing? What would you say the three big ones are? So, you know, believe it or not, fashion, we still care. Women at this age still care and they care very much. So fashion and beauty, skincare, makeup, things are different, right? And I I mean, I said earlier that there's a huge chasm between miniskirts and depends. So what are we wearing in between miniskirts and depends? Right. I mean, and so women do. So fashion, skincare, beauty, sex, sex. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can keep it clean, but, you know, yeah. sex is still an incredibly vital piece of being a human. And part of the human condition is sexual expression. And just because women have lost their biological imperative doesn't mean that they don't want or desire sexual connection. Mm-hmm. And so those are important topics and they do change over time. And some of them can be tough topics to talk about, right? Because our bodies change. We might not feel so good in our clothes anymore. That's uncomfortable potentially to talk about. We might not be so happy about the sag on our face or the line or the age spot. But what I love about Cool Life and I, what I love about the thought leaders is that we don't shy away from the top, tough topics. but we do it in a kind and empowering way. We want to show we want to show women that even with the limitations that come, because some limitations do come as we age, it's just a fact. But there's no, it's not different. I mean, we were limited in our twenties because we had no life experience. We were limited as kids because you know we were you know too small to to reach the table. We've always had limitations. Yeah. The reality is that we, we there is no phase of life that have no that has zero constraint. So now we're just learning our new constraints, but there's no reason that within the confounds of those new constraints or that new paradigm that we can't flourish and thrive 
and still be our best selves and still continue to live our cool lives. That's what my, that's my premise. There you and go. I'm, yeah. And I'm sticking to it. <laughs> well, I remember what I was going to ask you and, and it, it comes to what you just said about the, one of the conversations is still about, um, beauty and clothing and, um, you know, skincare and so on. And I'm, and with what we've just gone through in the last, um, two and a half, almost three years, it feels like now, um, no, two years, I guess, two, two years, um, with two years, 20, it feels like a long time. Yeah, it does. It feels like a different world completely now. And one of the things that I've noticed, of course, is so many women have, um, freed themselves from, and it's not you and I, I don't think, but have freed themselves from coloring their hair and right. Not me, ma'am. No, not me either. either. (laughs) However, I'm seeing young women and I say in their thirties, in their forties with gray hair that you would not have seen before. And my sister, my sister-in-law is, she just turned 37. And she let her hair go gray over COVID and it's, it's, it, she's got a cute, really cute short bob and it's gray and it looks beautiful. She's 37. She's a baby. She has like no wrinkles. It, it's, it's really cool. It almost looks like she did something kind of groovy and intentional, you know? And for some it does. And if they do it right, it looks amazing. But for some, it just zaps everything and, and ages them completely. Um, but I just think it's interesting because that again is, is one of those cool things that women have stood up to say, Hey, not for me anymore. I'm just going to be me and the real me. And this is it. Right. So I find that fascinating. Now I, we were supposed to speak a week ago and through circumstances we didn't. And at that time I read something on your blog, your blog, by the way, is so, um, uh, entertaining and as well. You, you, you mean my Jack's, my, my personal essay, Jack Smack or yes, yes. Cool Life? Oh, okay. Yeah. No, Jack yours. Yeah. Okay. Oh, good. And, Thank you. I'm glad that you like it. Oh, no, I love your writing style. And I, I, I wish I could write like that. I can't. However, that's not my thing. But I wrote a note down last week and I haven't had time to my, my bad. I didn't go back and reread it, but it, it was about when you became Mrs. Crosby. Can you tell me that story? Because I think it was really, it was something, I remember what it's about, but not the details. Yeah. So you remember? Yes, of course I remember. It was, it was really crazy. So my son is in a relationship. I don't know. It's labelless. It's, it's complicated now. They have, it's interesting how many labels younger generations have managed to put into the vocabulary when they keep telling us they don't want to be labeled. I'm like, well, then stop coming up with them. Well, yeah, because I can't keep track of them. I need a little crib sheet. Like what are all these labels? So he's, he's seeing this young woman and I was going to go pick him up because I was taking him away for the weekend and I had to go get him at school because he doesn't have a car. And the young woman that he is seeing offered up um, to entertain me for a little while while he was in class. And so I was going to go have coffee with her. And all of a sudden it hit me. Oh my God, I'm Mrs. Crosby. And what I mean by Mrs. Crosby is because that's not my last name. That's my ex-husband's last name. And and so I remember <laughs> being the boy. I remember being the girlfriend of the boy and yeah. meeting his mother. 
And being all nervous, I really wanted her to like me. I, you know, I, I wanted to look perfect. I wanted to make sure I had all my manners. I, you know what I mean? I just like, I, I needed to be on point because I was head over heels for this boy right. and really needed his family to, to, to love me like immediately. Right. And so all of a sudden it hit me that I was now the mom. <laughs> okay. But are you ready for this? Cause this is actually the real clincher. I did the math. And when, when I met Mrs. Crosby, Mrs. Crosby was only 47 years old. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, I thought she was much old. Like, I just thought she was like this older woman, so powerful, so, so put together. Like I needed to impress her. And I just, I, I, I just thought she was, you know, old without, re- without reproach and, and much older. Yeah. Uh, I'm 57. I'm, I'm, I'm a whole decade older than Mrs. Crosby was when I met Mrs. Crosby. And that just tickled my funny bone to the point where I actually called her. I actually called her to tell her, to tell her that what I was, what was happening to me, whether I was going to go meet this young woman. And I, you know, I said, do you have any advice? You know, I mean, how did you, how did you handle me? Like what? And she was great. She's like, just ask questions, just ask questions she'll she'll like you just fine and so it was it was really interesting but it was one of those uh-huh when you yeah. when you realize that you that you're that you've transitioned that now you're the matriarch now oh. you're the older one right and I'm like I still feel like I'm 10 sometimes I'm like how how in the world am I the older one when That's how a- did that happen I knew there was a reason I wanted to hear that story because it's all about relationships and the shift as a woman in from, you know, one, um, uh, you know, our, we don't change in our mind, right? We still think we're 18. The songs that we dance to at 18, we still get uh, excited about hearing today. It's just the time of our life, right? And and then everything shifts and we go, oh my goodness. And I, so I, I love that story because um, thank you for sharing it. It. Uh, thank you for asking me. It's, it's a great story. It's a great story. And um and it's just, it's just really nice that um, I had, a, I had a really good role model. She was a really great mother-in-law and I, I got to learn a lot from, from that experience, which is, which is wonderful because I, I plan on, I'm, she, she helps, I'm, I'm modeling after her. She helped, helped me model. And that's good because we need models, right? And that's another reason why I'm doing this cool life thing, because I want us to have models out there that, that, that are doing things in their 60s and 70s and 80s. I, I, we need those aspirational women because that means if they're doing it, Janice, we can do it too. Exactly. Um, I just saw something on, uh, yes, on LinkedIn. I, I just joined a, a, an, a, an organization and I noticed that this woman had just joined it as well. And so I reached out and checked her out on LinkedIn. I wanted to see she's a speaker and a confidence coach. And I saw somewhere that I was reading, like she's like 16,000 people that she's connect, supposedly connected to on LinkedIn. And she's got a lot of accolades. And then I saw that she was, um, uh, she's, she says over, 40 years she's helped executives and entrepreneurs blah 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 and so on with coaching she's 81 and she's still going strong that's what she said right I love that that. and we need more of that 
I, I believe we need we need to see more of that. More of those women need to be not invisible, right? Wow. They need to be incredibly visible because we we still need things to aspire to. We're not done. And I, I'm very aspirational. I I have a lot to do. I have a lot of plans. I'm not anywhere near slowing down, right? Were you ever in corporate? Yeah. Yeah, I'm a corporate drop. I'm a corporate dropout. Yeah, but you're an entrepreneur. You're a serial entrepreneur too, I think. I have been an entrepreneur entrepreneur since the 1900s. I like to say that now. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Since, since 1999. But I just oh, now my new favorite thing is oh yeah, that was back in the 1900s. <laughs> I love it. That's so true, though, right? Yeah, so true. Um, okay, so um, what? When you left corporate and went into your own, being your, um, into your own business, what was the first thing that you did? Well, at the time I was working for Hewlett Packard HP in the Bay area, they had recruited me out of MBA school. And I'm letting you know, I probably was one of the most disappointing hires out of Chicago (laughs) that that company probably ever did. (laughs) Because shortly after getting into the company, I realized as I looked up the chain that I wanted zero of those jobs, you know, zero of them. And I'm like, oh, this is not going to work out very well. My, um, I was married and my husband at the time had gone out on his own as a PR specialist. And I had been working in, in, as a marketing manager for a division of Hewlett Packard. And I was like, well, you know, I think it would be a really good thing for us to combine our skill set and start a boutique marketing and PR agency. And that's what we did. We called it Market Accelerate back then. And it's funny because I just found, oh my God, I don't have it up here anymore. But I just found our little promo book that we had done. (laughs) And even though it's like, you know, physical, it's a physical book because now it's all digital and it's all social media. But back then you had to print in collateral, right? This is back Uh, in the 19, back in the 1900s, people. (laughs) We did things differently. Yeah, so but true. I was looking through it and I'm like, oh, we did some pretty good work. And this is pretty, pretty amazing. You know, it's just, it, it was just really, I just happened to find that the other day. So yeah, we ran a marketing and PR boutique firm for close to 15 years. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. So what would you say um, you're most proud of now in the work that you're doing? Oh, that's easy. Um I'm making a change. I'm making a difference. I'm helping to change the paradigm mm-hmm. for women all over the world. And I'm not doing it by myself. I mean, by no means am I saying, oh, look at me, you know, single-handedly, I am, you know, redefining aging. No, but I'm in there. I'm in the arena. I'm in the fray. And I rolled up my sleeves and I don't mind getting dirty and I don't mind getting beaten up because I'm developing and the most rewarding and most enriching relationships with women all over the world. I mean, selfishly, I have made so many significant relationships over the last two years. Women who have helped me through, you know, the death of my business partner, women who I still haven't physically met yet, but that's the kind of connection that has happened and evolved over time. Because to your point, and you were saying this earlier, women like to collaborate, women like to share. Well, what happens? when you go and you're really transparent with other women and, and they can feel your vulnerability and they know that you're 
legit. You know what they do? They give it right back. You get their vulnerability. You get their transparency. That, that combination, you can't help but develop amazing, intimate, real relationships. And so it's never too late. And I, so one of the greatest things, it's like, yes, I'm helping, I'm fighting, I'm fighting the good fight. I'm hell bent on, you know, being part of that change, that paradigm change. But selfishly also, I, my life is so much richer now because of all the women that I know and get to interact with and have real conversations, not like what's the weather or what kind of nail polish. Although I may want to know what kind of nail polish is pretty. <laughs> I may ask you that as well. But my point being that we talk about real things and are there for each other. So yeah, and that's what I'm most proud of. Well, and it sounds as though, and I think this is the piece that I love, is that you you uh, help other women rise at the same time and, and bring them to the spotlight and allow them to be who they are in a bigger way. At least that's what I'm hearing and that's what I've seen on your on your website so um, just as we wrap up let me ask you one last question and that would be and you may have answered it already in a, in one way but what would your advice be to my audience a lot of whom are women and some men um, mostly entrepreneurs sales professionals business owners what would be your advice to them um, as a, uh, your business advice to them? What, what would you like? Uh, oh, okay. My business advice. Yeah. Um, go before you're ready. <laughs> Don't analysis paralysis yourself to death. I can't even tell you over the last three and a half years, how many things I quote unquote launched or put out there that were dis abysmal, dismal, right? Like you just, I just did it once. I was like, well, well that didn't work. Let's, <laughs> let's hopefully, let's see if that disappears into the ether. But then you just have to come right back with the next one. And, you know, don't, don't give up. And do, you, it does not have to be perfect. As a matter of fact, what I have found um, my audience responds more to is, is my frailty, is, are my blunders, are, are, is when I'm not feeling my best self, when I'm vulnerable and transparent. So in business, I mean, if you're a coach or in corporate or, or, you're, or you're doing a software product or a physical product, get it out there. Get it out there. And then you can tweak, you can reinvent, you can pivot, you can smooth over, you can change the color, you can change the name. But the, if, if you don't get out there, then nothing starts and you got to start. So, And entrepreneurs tend to um, be say exactly what you say. Just do it. Just do it. Get it out there and, um, and make something happen. And then you'll figure it out later. So I love that. Thank you so much. And thanks for being here today. So um, I will put these things in the show notes, but how What's the best way for people to get hold of you and to find out more about cool life? Just go to the website. I mean, everything is on that digital platform. K-U-E-L. I do spell it. We talked about the Urban Dictionary way of spelling cool. K-U-E-L life.com. That's where you'll see, you know, all of the articles written by these 54 global thought leaders. And I have another 10 women who will be onboarding in the next couple of months. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, we're really starting to get that 
power from the, you know, when you get enough women together, right? The collective power of us is unbelievable. So yeah, just on the website, you can reach me through that. You can reach me through email. I'm on Instagram. Cool. I'm on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Twitter. You name it, I'm there. So I'm easy to find. All right. That's amazing. And it's Jack Perez. Correct. Although you can call me Jacqueline if you want, but no one wants to do that. So no, you're a Jack. I like it. It's strong. All right. Thank, thank you, you so much for being here, for sharing your story, thank you. your power and your um, your community with us. And to my audience, if you like what you heard, please reach out and check out coollife.com and leave a review. I appreciate that. And remember to stay connected and be remembered. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If this show has inspired you to reach out to connect to someone new or nurture a current or past relationship, and you think that others can benefit from listening, please share this episode. If you have feedback or questions about the episode, please leave a note in the comment sections below. If you would like to receive automatic updates of new podcast episodes, you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Stitcher or from the podcast app on your mobile device. Ratings and reviews from my listeners are extremely valuable to me and greatly appreciated. They help the podcast rank higher on iTunes, which exposes my show to more awesome listeners like you. So if you have a minute, please leave an honest review on iTunes. And remember to stay connected and be remembered.